Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hi, welcome to the pod. Hope you're all doing well. So we head into this June weekend. Big News in college football this week. Reggie Bush, number five, USC. Fight on. He's back. Did a 10-year stint in the NCAA prison system or something. Probation. Banned from associating with USC. And uh, wasn't allowed. I don't even know how that's legal. Apparently it is. Wasn't allowed to be associated, although he was, I believe, back for a game at the Coliseum as a broadcast. I'm pretty sure he did, didn't he? I mean, he's part of the Fox crew. Yeah, and he was in the background. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Reggie uh, is a great player. He's also involved in one of the great NCAA scandals of all time. Uh, major violations involving he and his family and marketing directors while his, he was a junior uh, at USC. USC President Carol Fultz said, I am pleased to inform you that all restrictions and prohibitions on your involvement in our athletics program are officially removed. We afforded the privileges and courtesies extended to all Trojan football alumni. And uh, does that include OJ? I don't know. Mm. But, not all. <laughs> No, if I if I'm gonna ban somebody, OJ staying banned. <laughs> OJ was not banned, no. but Reggie Bush was. I I see some flaws in the system. <laughs> I think Reggie should. They should do a video of him running to Heritage Hall and front flipping in. Remember that famous like front flipping sure. the end zone that he yeah. did. Uh, wasn't he the one who made that popular? I think, I think he, he was. I think the, he was. Yeah. The like the forward. The forward end zone flip is like a celebration. Yeah, they of course it. they did, because it's fun. Everything Reggie does yes. gets banned, apparently. <laughs> Can't push the guy in. I bet USC wishes they would ban the backward lateral, because remember when he did that against Texas and yeah. played that ended up losing lose They the also game. banned him from running the ball in the key play in that game. And look what happened. <laughs> Yeah, could we ban the Kardashians? <laughs> like on, on the he moved on this? from them. It's not like Pete Carroll's ever had any issues giving the ball to the right guy. Oh, oh, <laughs> Sully, Sully, throwing Shot. it in there. Uh, I have dreamed of this day for ten plus years, and I'm excited to come home. I'm happy for Reggie Bush, and I'm happy for USC. One of the most exciting players of uh, all time. Iconic teams, cool. obviously, and uh, everything was big, including the violations. Uh, so. <laughs> Intriguingly, he also was stripped of his Heisman Trophy. I would have been like, yo, come get it. Me <laughs> take my trophy. Do you think Heisman yeah. is a lipo guy, like on retainer? Like, hey, Eddie, Eddie, we need you over in uh, Hermosa. Got to kind of pick up a statue. These old dudes clinging to relevancy in Manhattan and it's our downtown athletic club. Like, you come get it. Yeah. Show yeah, my is- house and come get it. Reggie graciously gave it back. He's he really did. handled this with a level of maturity that I would never have come close to. <laughs> Best um, thing, you know, the Heisman. Luckily, you're not the arbiter of all the Heisman. Down. The Heisman did not strip OJ. Paul Horning was an av- avowed gambler amongst many other 
extracurricular activities. I don't think they've taken away his Heisman Trophy. There's been a few checkered Heisman Trophy winners. Oh, don't get me started on Paul Horning. <laughs> Paul Horning? Sully, Sully, you are not allowed to fight a 65-year-old beef here, okay, over the Johnny Majors versus Paul Horning Heisman. Pipe down. I'm actually with Majors. It should have been Jim Brown. That certainly wow. makes sense. There are a lot of votes back in the day that were totally ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of swack players that won the uh, the Heisman that should have won it. Oh, even got close. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I certainly haven't studied that Heisman race, but Jim Brown should win everything. <laughs> <laughs> like he, was, he was like arguably the best NFL player ever. He's arguably the best college lacrosse player ever. Um, and he was, you know, his statistics were ridiculous. Uh, Joe Paterno told me once that Jim Brown was the best high school basketball player he'd ever seen. <laughs> Uh, didn't Billy Cannon, wasn't he? Didn't he serve time for forgery or something? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And I've seen his Heisman Trophy in what used to be his uh, very good rib <laughs> place in Baton Rouge. They had the thing on display there. Yeah. And I think that got closed. Boy, don't take don't take change from Billy Cannon's rib joint. It might not be on the up and up. That's right. Can you get out for good time if you make good ribs in Louisiana? Is that like one of the ways you can you can shorten your sentence if you know they they know you're going to give back to society? You know, good ribs? it is a it's a very valuable thing for society. I would say. I mean, it's definitely some questionable choices back in the '60s that probably '70s probably didn't really hold up if we really were talking about who the best players were. But that's what it was. But anyway, Reggie was the best player, so he got it. Uh, but then he gave it back. So here here's my question. Uh, should the Heisman Trophy people hand back the, the Heisman to Reggie Bush? Or, I mean, look, he I don't think there's really any question he violated amateur status of as an amateur during his last year at USC. There was, I mean, I worked on that story. I mean, his parents were living in a big house in San Diego, and there were all sorts of violations. And so what do you do? Does, does the Heisman put them on parole, if you will, or furlough or whatever, or do they, would you give them back the trophy or is a, a deal a deal here? I would give him, yeah, I would give him back the trophy. I, again, I was very conflicted when they took it from him to begin with. It just seemed like overreaching, you know, that the award was for being the best college football player, not necessarily the cleanest college football player via NCAA rules. And if that's, you know, if you were going by that standard, again, there would be there would be plenty of people who probably should have given back their trophy. So I would if I were the Heisman and boy, you want to talk about a place that is addicted to its own tradition and probably would have a very hard time contradicting itself. That would be them. But. Why not turn around and give it back to him? So, you know, my dealings with the Heisman the last 20 years from from covering it is that they are a like just defiantly bland organization. They they rarely say anything. They rarely do anything. They rarely come out like think about the Heisman. You can't even like picture anyone. There's there's really no front man to it all for an award that has such a mystique and such a niche in American sporting lore, there's they've really done little other than continue to be the Heisman. They're like, lay low, don't make the big mistake. So when they did this, it was it was pretty transformative because it was, it's unlike the Heisman to do anything. Like you can't get the Heisman to like confirm the color of the trophy. So <laughs> when they came out and did this, it, it was surprising. And, and I really think that Ten years later, let's put it this way, and this is how the Heisman is going to think about this from a risk management uh, assessment, right, and from a branding perspective. Because what the Heisman wants to do is keep, you know, they, they have all these lucrative deals where they do these commercials and, you know, they give a lot of money to charity, of course, but they also make a lot of money for the Heisman and the Heisman winners. So the Heisman is going to sit back and read the room and they're going to say, OK, does us giving Reggie back reflect poorly on us? And I think the sentiment about rule breakers in college sports has changed exponentially in the last decade. Whereas Reggie Bush may have been an outlier when, when they took it away a decade ago. Right now, Reggie Bush has looked like a guy who was wronged because the rules are changing and evolving and his family should have been entitled to that. So I would think if the Heisman did a poll, pun intended, and said, you know, what would your reaction be to Reggie Bush getting his Heisman back? I would think it's 95% positive. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. I, I think everything's changed on this to, to strip Reggie Bush when we would, uh, you know, he just got caught. I mean, I just, 
Again, and I, 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 unless it's a performance enhancing drug kind of situation, I just hate the rewriting, the stripping of titles, the whole. I, I mean, I get it, and that's their precedent. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, and I'm sure I've evolved some on this too, but it's just particularly the individual stuff. Maybe a team one. I mean, like the coach's record, like taking wins from you know the college basketball coach and right. college football coach. Like it just that just doesn't make that. Oh, you won you won 100 less games. Well, no, yeah, they they were the there. Games. They won them. Um, how you do it? I, yeah, I think it's all changing. Anyway, can I hijack this? Sure. I, I read an interesting column that I, I I think we could have a good discussion on. Bill Plasky basically wrote, OK, it's great that Reggie's back. Reggie owes USC an apology because his selfishness and his family's selfishness for taking that money essentially dumped USC into this decade of dysfunction that it's in. Um, and I thought like it was it, I, I appreciated Bill writing it because like. It's just all highlight films and, and cheers for Reggie. But Reggie did put USC football in a bad place. You could disagree with the NCAA's ruling, but you can say that. So I, I like I, I thought Bill wrote a great column and I thought it was like the right thing to say. He basically said Reggie needs to come out and apologize. He shouldn't just be greeted with cheers. I mean, this led them to Lane Kiff. And now, again, USC did plenty of other stuff wrong. They hired, you know, two completely unqualified and quite frankly, incompetent athletic directors uh, and Pat Hayden and Lynn Swan back to back. That led to a lack of oversight that led to multiple federal investigations like USC athletics has been corrupt would be a strong word, but it has been just an ode to incompetence. I mean, it has been the worst run athletic department in college athletics in the last decade. Um, we, we could probably argue that on some July pod when we have nothing to talk about. But boy, did they whiff back to back on those hires. And boy, did that place atrophy. And like you have to try to keep USC football down. And they and they did. And just hearing the stories from the new administration there of just how far behind USC football is. And the tailspin starts with the Bush yeah. sanctions. It's it's hard to argue. That. Yeah, no, I no, I, I agree. I agree with Pete. And I agree with Plasky, uh, you know, that, that there had there is some level of theoretically accountability there that, OK, yeah, you know, I did. Do, I did do this and everybody in the world knew it was against the rules, including me when I was doing it and my family when we were getting all the benefits and there was a price to be paid. And I'm sorry that USC had to pay it. I, I, that doesn't have to be some long, drawn out, you know, fall all over your sword, mea culpa. But it, she, I, he should be able to get that much out of his mouth, I would hope. And uh and everybody can go forward from there. Well, I, th- I think that was a great column because it's a it's a gr- causes a great discussion, right? Which a lot of times, and that's why Bill yeah. Plasky's a tr- tremendous columnist. I, I I think there's two tracks here. I mean, one should the Heisman give it back? He doesn't owe the Heisman an apology or anything like that. No, he doesn't know that. USC, yeah, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I think it 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 would be, and I, I my guess is he's probably said I'm sorry to a lot of people. Um, Reggie Bush is a kind of really a stand up guy. But yeah, he caused a lot of problems at the school, and he and his family knew exactly what they were doing. This wasn't a, this was a, a prolonged, uh, purposeful violation of clear rules. Yep. Again, when you move into a house, <laughs> this isn't like in a moment somebody gives me five hundred bucks, they take the five hundred bucks. Can can we get to another guy's <laughs> house after this? Oh, we're getting to it. Okay. Okay. Well, we're getting to it. <laughs> It's really it, it was quite amazing that on the day Reggie Bush <laughs> is reinstated yes. for getting a mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Zion Williamson is accused of getting a house. Oh, we're going to get there. This is yeah. this this Zillow is our new uh, realtor.com is our new sponsor. You stole my <laughs> joke. I was Did you? Like a Zillow joke. Uh, damn. I'm sorry. You can still make it. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say the Yahoo Sports College podcast. Zillow. Yeah, yeah. Zillow. Check it out. Good stuff. <laughs> Let's go, Sully. Get on your horse. Um, well, um, anyway, the Rory, I think uh, I think he should. Uh, he caused a lot of heartache, expense, hard nights, work. Uh, who knows? I mean, it's just what he did. You can... You can find these rules ridiculous, and I always have, even as I was writing stories about showing people and continue to breaking the rules. The whole goal was always to be like, enough with this ridiculous narrative that this stuff isn't happening everywhere. It is. And you can dislike the rules, but these are the rules. 
Okay, you can dislike uh, some rule in the NFL or college football. I don't like that pass interference rule. That's the rule. If you violate the rule, you get the flag. So he and his family purposely did it. So should they apologize to USC? I mean, that's up to him. But I think that's a a very personal and a, a relationship that he would have with the school and all those people. I think that's different than should he have a, a Heisman Trophy. So I kind of agree with Bill. Um, I don't think USC needs to demand it, but I think it would be, you know, I think it would be the right thing to do. But, you know, that's that's Reggie's decision. He also may sit there and say, you guys hung me out to dry and banned me for 10 years. Or I don't know, who banned The NCAA banned him, I guess. I think it was the NCAA. NCAA banned yeah. 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 They, and, yeah, USC yeah. wanted him back. And they banned like, O.J. Yeah. Mayo, who's also welcome back. O.J. Mayo is Significantly less renowned at USC. <laughs> Although at the t- oh. at the moment OJ was coming through yeah. the system, he was certainly he was as we like to say this year's next yeah. LeBron. He was that year's next LeBron. Oh eight, oh nine, oh eight. I think um, you know whenever that was. I mean, there was a prodigious amount of hype. It was yeah. too much. That, yeah. But a name yeah. that always brings a smile to my face. One of the all time great names, OJ, OJ Mayo. <laughs> yeah, just tremendous, <laughs> tremendous yeah. name. All timer. Uh, yeah, was not as good as his uh, his hype or the at least Reggie delivered, man. Well, OJ yeah. got him to the tournament, I guess. Did he get him yeah. the Sweet 16? Um, I don't I think, think so. Be- I think they were a second round knockout. I don't think so. Yeah. OJ Mayo made uh, $51 million. Wow. So we could we could sit here and rip on him and he was like, I'm going to roll over on oh, my yeah. pile of money and go back to sleep. He was, <laughs> he was good. He just wasn't. You know, but yeah, who paid him fifty one million dollars? He hung around the league for a while. It would you know, he had he had a sneaky long career. He made eight million three years in a row with the Bucks from 13 to 16. So that's twenty four. And then he kind of had four million, five million, four million, three million, you know, the same way you built the 40 family yeah. fortune patch, just, you know, chipping in four million a year sure. at a time. And then all of a sudden you you wake up one day and uh, so it. It's fifty-one million with an asterisk, forty-six in earnings. I, I'm looking at hoops hype here, and so I don't. We could safely say over forty-five, okay. which is Boy, plenty of. I'm looking at his, another dime. Plenty of slices. Yeah. I'm looking at his Milwaukee tenure, and let me tell you, that was not uh, that was not three years of eight million in a row worth of production. But that's a guy who who had a really good AAU career, and he and he kind of lived his whole pro career off his AAU reputation. Plus, it's just the name. You want to watch a guy named OJ Mayo play basketball? I mean, he's... <laughs> I'm sure the Wetzel. We're big OJ Mayo fans. They would have been their favorite fans. player. Yeah, I hate. Mayo, I don't like so. Mayo, and I don't drink orange oh. juice either. Really, it's had nothing Let's... to do with me. But it's a great combo of name. I would uh, not want either. Uh, all right. I first want to move into this next segment by apologizing to uh, Oklahoma State University. What? I thought I made fun of you for being a little aggressive in offering a, a car and a house to Brian Bowen Sr. for mm-hmm. his son. We now see that you were lowballing him. <laughs> I didn't know the market was so robust because the latest legal filings in the Zion Williamson case... <laughs> uh, Gina Ford's attorney alleging that uh, Zion received uh, a house to live in in North Carolina. They moved from an $895 monthly rental, Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is a nice little house, uh, and moved into a property in Carolina valued at $950,000. So when you offered Brian Bowen Sr. $150K, a car and a house. Oh, we also got three cars. Like three cars were registered to Williamson's parents. An 18 Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon with 16 GMC Yukon and a 2015 Cadillac Escalade. Three cars for two people. <laughs> Clearly, Oklahoma State needs to stop being so damn cheap. That's why you ain't the Henry Iba anymore. <laughs> Somewhere Abe Lemons disapproves. Uh, do you know what a $950,000 house will get you in Stillwater? <laughs> <laughs> All of Stillwater, I think. I looked I think. it up. Yeah, okay. Zillow again. Zillow, Zillow is here. Strikes. Yeah. Uh, six beds, eight baths. 5,000 square feet plus, not counting a guest house of, of th- another 1,000. Garage space for seven cars. <laughs> seven car garage plus room for an RV to park an RV. That's a big garage. 
Got all the bells and whistles. That's an aircraft carrier. That's not a garage. I mean, heck of a kitchen. Uh, yeah, you should see this garage parking lot and the RV park garage is just, yeah, it's like almost look like an airplane hangar. I think if, if I think this could be the new war in saying, you will get, yeah, Duke will give you, maybe you get a $950,000 house up at Duke, but the property value and property costs in the triangle are, are robust. <laughs> it's a heated market. You come out here to the plains and look where you're going to live in. Who needs eight bathrooms? Six <laughs> bedrooms, eight bathrooms. What 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 are we doing there? Let me read more. I don't know. If you want to know, you should call uh, Denise Talley. She's a listing agent, I'm sure. <laughs> I break the news to Trisha. Denise is trying, she's trying to move this property. Uh, it, uh -huh. This is the they had to drop the price, forty six k. So you could probably come in at this isn't even nine fifty. It's probably an eight hundred thousand dollar house. Twenty foot ceilings. Uh, pantry, 12, 663 unfinished square feet in the basement. Is this like Travis Ford's old house he's still trying to move or what? I don't know what this is. The main house features a three-car stall with quiet doors to include a one-car additional garage attached to the... I don't even know what this... They got part, There's no way this is in Oklahoma. I, if I don't know the words, then the people in Oklahoma don't. Porte <laughs> Cochier? I don't know. Every okay. finish is custom. I mean, this place is... Mapped out. What if it was like Boone Pickens, like weekend spot? No, he wouldn't sniff this place. Come on, <laughs> seven he, car garage. He need a landing strip and one RV. Anyway, what do you make of the latest? Why the hell hasn't Zion settled this lawsuit? That's the surprise to me is that it's not settled. I wonder if they just feel like they can keep stalling this woman out until uh, Gina Ford until. She either just loses heart or they can drive down the settlement number. I, I don't know. Uh, I am surprised that this thing is still going on. And there, look, clearly the, the Gina Ford strategy here from her attorneys is just to make this as absolutely uncomfortable and sensational as they can for Zion. Pete wrote a good story kind of breaking the whole thing down, including, you know, I mean, it, it is a humongous swing. I don't know whether it's a hit, but it's a big swing. I mean, they throwing the pictures of the house out there, which we're reasonably certain that Zion Williamson's house, because I have a picture of the same house from when I was staking it out uh, in 2019. But we don't know for sure. There's nothing that says... In the, in the filings, you know, like, who did they get the house from? Who Who is the owner? Who They said it belonged to a Duke grad. Well, who? Who is it? What was the connection? There's just, they, they, it is, let's throw as much at the wall as we can and see what sticks or see when Zion gets tired of reading about it and gives us a check for however many tens of millions you can get. So I think that's the whole strategy. T to me, uh, this, whole, this whole case comes down to the fact that Gina Ford to... Four very brands that fancy themselves as pristine. Coach K, Duke Basketball, Nike, and Zion himself. So they have a lot to lose. Gina Ford basically, I don't want to say she has nothing to lose, but she's put all her cards on the table. She said, I essentially, I am no longer going to be in marketing. I am no longer going to work with athletes. This is my play, and I am desperate. And you always have to be wary of a desperate adversary because – she has gone all in on this, and I really think that – yeah, I agree with that. The surprising part is those four brands haven't come up with a way to make this go away. Now, I don't I, – and I would never pretend to know the legalese of the, the Zion side of this argument that the contract should be void because she was not registered in the state of North Carolina. So you're going from an argument of zero to an argument for $100 million. And let, let's face it, like if this thing does get settled, I'd be surprised if it was for more than five million. Does that just sound right from a common sense standpoint? I guess. I mean, she's asking for a hundred million. Yeah, I'm sure she yeah. wants more but, than that. I mean, that's but yes, but exactly. And so I, I would imagine they have strategic breadcrumbs here and every month or so they're going to keep dropping more and more breadcrumbs and they're going to keep sort of putting guillotine, uh, sorry, putting bayonets to the throat of you know, the the famous people who could be compromised in all this. And they're going to push and push and push. And so when you really dialed into what was in that legal filing, it was smoke. You know, it was they registered three cars, but it, it wasn't, you know, some of the stuff that we've had just in terms of, of, of things. But none of it looks good. But I think we've all gone way past the point of we all know Zion got paid by someone 
long before he went to Duke, probably many, many people, um, probably Gina Ford, quite frankly. And so the, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, Reggie Bush, quite frankly, never capitulated and paid Lloyd Lake and Michael Michaels. And that's a lot. That's a big reason why USC ended up in some of this mess. So I really think Zion, because of his potential exposure, Duke's potential exposure, Zion doesn't have exposure. He just has reputation. Um, you know, Zion, like kids love Zion. Zion's a highlight. You know, he's he's beloved in America right now. He's one of the 10 most popular athletes in America. So, you know, th there is there is a compelling argument to make this go away. And most of the people I talk to in the legal community in the NBA are surprised that it's gone on this far. He is very popular with kids and you can pre-order your epic athlete Zion Williamson <laughs> book uh, right now. If you'd like, it'll be out in the uh, just in time for winter. Just I just brought that up. Forget Zillow. We should just get Listen, your book man. company to you guys the buy the damn we get books. More, we get more I could afford <laughs> eight bathrooms. Uh, that's it. You, know, you could have one bathroom to give yourself haircuts. Yeah, that's right. That could be solely for that. I'm ordering mine just so you can move into an eight bathroom crib. That's right. Plus the bathroom in the RV. So you really got nine. Yeah. Can't can't discount the RV bathroom. Um, the, the parallels here are, are amazing, though, because Lloyd Lake and, yeah. and Mike, Michael Michaels were Gina Ford. Yes. And it's the same thing. It's yeah. a scorned marketing guy, the yep. person that doles out the money and then says and then you bail on them because you go, I can't sign with this person. And I'm Reggie Bush. I'm, I'm Zion Williamson. And now here they are making life miserable. So the lesson would be, I think Reggie could have saved a lot of trouble by paying back. Now, the great thing about, I will say, the enduring quality of the Reggie Bush scandal is Michael Michaels himself, because USC uh, fan Will Ferrell in Blades of Glory, the movie about the two male figure skaters, named one of the characters Chaz Michael Michaels. <laughs> so classic. That is great. I mean, it's the single best <laughs> bit to come out of that scandal. Will Ferrell, former USC Sports Information Department yeah. intern. <laughs> For Tim Tesselone, I believe um, the longtime uh, the the longtime Steve. named the character Chaz yeah. Michael Michaels after the, the scored marketing agent. Phenomenal! I Great remember movie, Tim. when uh, uh, when the when they do the Iron out. Lotus. Man, I mean it yeah. is it is it's great yeah. athleticism by by Will Ferrell, one of his best. When, when the USC penalties came out, I wrote that they deserved them and. Will Farrell got on the Dan Patrick show and said, Who's Pat Ford? I want to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would so kick your ass. He probably Pat. would. But take a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the shit out of you. But it would be funny. I'd laugh while we were fighting. <laughs> you're my boy, Blue. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to pick someone to get yeah. beat up by, he'd be yeah. pretty high on the list, I would think. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I mean, here's the thing. The, the penalties uh, were all... I mean, they totally deserved those penalties. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, yeah. look, again... Sure they did. So, anyway, everyone's all excited because they think Duke's going to get it. I'm just... They're just yeah. probably not. It's yeah. just... Yeah. yeah. But it's... Yeah. When I when I see Coach K walking into the deposition yeah, room, yeah, then right. I'll believe it. Until that, until that moment comes, until Zion shows up for a deposition, I am going to remain highly skeptical. Um... Uh, I was talking to a, a coach last night and, uh, you know, all the coaches are, oh, what's going to happen? Is Duke going to get in trouble? And I'm like, when I was 27 and kind of just starting out in this, I would have been like, oh, man, they're going to get a lawsuit. And then they're going to get deposed and it's all going to come out. Now, having lived through this uh, thing for uh, way too long, I'm just like, zero chance. Believe yeah, it. The NCAA has so already investigated the house and it didn't result in a charge. So unless uh, yeah, some documents start tumbling out of nowhere, uh, -uh it's not going to happen. I mean, there's a chance Gina Ford's making it all up. We don't want to believe that because we like the, to hear the worst, and this gives us great pod topics in the middle of June. Yes. I don't disbelieve her either, though. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure the factual underpinnings of her exhibits are that strong, but I don't disbelieve her, and yes, it does make for a wonderful pod. Whatever house he got did not have enough bathrooms because <laughs> this guy was Zion Williamson. <laughs> All right, more more Duke. <laughs> Kevin White, the vice president and director of athletics at Duke, came out with a 
bizarrely laid out statements. You see the statement? Yeah. Sure it's did. like written like yeah. it, it's written in like uh, like three point and it's I mean looks like like when uh back in school you try to make a two page paper but you only got one page so you kind of jam it all together and <laughs> space it weird look at yeah. it. two pages That's what it looks like, like. No. I don't know what it's impossible to read I've read ransom notes that are easier to read than whatever this thing is. <laughs> I actually think if you get through this, you can find that treasure in Colorado. Never, good point. Whoever gets through this deserves whatever money he's. Anyway, Kevin White came out and and, and supportive of his colleague Bubba Cunningham at, at North Carolina, and uh, they are against the national letter of intent, or uh, the, not the national letter of intent, the na- name, image, and likeness, the NIL. I'm sorry. Uh, we talked about how this confuses all the time. Along with my colleague and Fred Bubba Cunningham of the University of North Carolina, I am concerned about potential complications attendant upon the actual implementation of NIL legislation. How will it impact recruiting? Will it create a wide open marketplace in which institutions solicit business or boosters to offer ever escalating endorsement deals to a star high school quarterback or point guard? Um, Yeah. Did you ever go to Zion's house? (laughs) (laughs) will resources from equipment apparel and shoe companies be redirected to relatively few individuals rather than being shared equally among the lesser known but no less valuable olympic sports how will it affect the locker room in which the vast majority of student athletes go uncompensated these are but a few of the questions which we currently have no answers okay so i'm just going to go with this michael white uh kevin white michael white's dad kevin is kevin white michael white is the uh coach at florida danny white is the athletic director at central florida it's a terrific family kevin white's a great guy don't forget about brian white at uh fau yes and then there's a daughter whose name i don't remember off the top of my head who's an associate ad at they're everywhere the whites are running college sports and god bless them they're really (laughs) a great family like them i'm just gonna uh sorry kevin but let's start with the first one yes it's going to impact recruiting it's going to make it more open and more level. Is this thing going to be messy? It's going to be completely messy. But as we just said, what was go- what it's already happening. You can close your eyes and say, well, maybe the our investigation found that Zion just got that 900 family just moved in that $950,000 house, but this is what is already happening. Nothing new. It actually right. will level the playing field, okay? B how will it affect the locker room? Let me ask this, because some some student athletes will go uncompensated. How does your office work? <laughs> does everybody make the same amount of money at your office? I bet Kevin White makes more than the rest of them. Does your administrative assistant hate you because you make more money than <laughs> this is America? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Alex O'Connell's family had the similar deal with uh, the the nine hundred fifty thousand dollars house in Durham. Most teams at call oh, every team already has players that don't even get scholarships. They're they're walk ons. Every Olympic sport team has. Well, this one's getting half. This one's getting a quarter scholarships. We already have all of this. That is a straw. Those are two straw man arguments. I'm just I, I'm tired of them. Uh, I get it. Are you that worried? Then make sure you got socialism going on in the Duke Athletic Department. Everyone makes go bring that up to Coach K. See how he's good with that. Let's see if the field hockey coach and Coach K should make the same amount of money. Uh, that's life. Now, resources being pulled from, and I think this is the real issue. That's why it's buried in the middle of this thing. I think these athletic departments are open are looking and saying, look, some of these boosters are not going to give to us. And then we dole out the cash, but instead they'll go straight to Zion Williamson and some of that cash is not, we're going to have as much cash for these smaller sports. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I, I, I agree. That's a legitimate concern. If that's your concern, I'll take that one. The other two I'm not going with. Anyway, Jay Billis ripped this statement. Yeah, Jay Billis, Duke you on, know, I mean, Duke guy. Duke, Duke on Duke Cron. with Krzyzewski. Um, but yeah, went after Kevin White hard. You hate to see Duke on Duke crime. It's like when they argue on <laughs> how do you properly tie your sweater around your neck? You know, yeah. 
Vineyard vines yeah. on J. Crew Crown. Is that what it is? <laughs> Where do you summer? You know, yeah, that's a right. Big, yeah. Yes, they, they, there's going to be a cold, <laughs> cold standoff in the Hamptons up if, between. <laughs> Nantucket. Yeah, the, the vineyard's so blue gold. collar, so blue collar. You really got to go to Nantucket. Um, so Duke on Duke crime. Anyway, what do you think of the statement that they're they're rallying? I I don't disagree that they have concerns. This has been coming for a long time, and this is the there. This is going to be a mess, a total mess. You know what? Yes. When they passed this thing in April, I think it was in April, that set the stage for a very messy, complicated, potentially occasionally scandalous new era that is replacing a messy, complicated, occasionally scandalous old era. Uh, But this is the right thing to do. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be problems, but it is absolutely the right thing to do. And to listen to Bubba Cunningham from North Carolina and Kevin White from Duke splutter out all of these uh, objections to it just to reinforces the idea that it's the right thing to do because the the old guard doesn't want it to happen. And yeah, I, I agree with you, Dan, that the biggest problem is the money that's used to going in the university coffers now is going to be dispersed to a degree to other places. And so that's that's what they're worried about. The other stuff is complete bogus. You know, for one thing, here's the other thing that bothered me about Kevin White's statement, which, you know, he's, I was a coach of an Olympic sport you know, I'm on the Olympic Committee College Advisory Panel. I care about these other sports with this implicit threat that we're going to not be able to give those sports what they should be getting. Duke doesn't give scholarships in men's swimming. I know that for a fact. They maybe maybe they have started to in the last couple of years. They didn't used to give them in men's or in women's swimming. Uh, there's several other non-revenue sports where they don't give all the scholarships they can give. So the champion of Olympic sports isn't that big a champion when it comes to actually funding scholarships. So I don't want to hear that from him. And then to your point, absolutely, that this idea that it's going to wreck the locker room is completely crazy. Uh, that's not the way it works. As you mentioned, non-revenue sports, and the, the kids do not all sit there counting who's got what sort of scholarship. The parents do. Parents know. The kids do not sit there, you know, and develop any kind of jealousies on their team or friction based on, well, so-and-so has a full ride and I only have a half a ride. And that would not be the case in football because, you know, the the point guard, the, the quarterback in football or the point guard in basketball is getting an endorsement that they have probably earned by being good as opposed to somebody who doesn't get that. So those are completely bogus arguments. And I think it's just... You know what? For these guys now, it's like you guys already had your chance to influence this at the policy level. It didn't happen. It didn't work. So now to try to trot out basically a a PR campaign when it's too late kind of bothers me. Yeah, I listened to uh, Bubba Cunningham's interview on uh, our friends uh, Bruce Feldman and Stuart Mandel's podcast probably two weeks ago, maybe, where he was he was sort of populating this idea. You know, I think. In the minds of Kevin White, who, by the way, is a very bright guy and, and certainly an institution in college athletics for the for the past couple decades. In the minds of Bubba, they said, oh, we'll we'll band together and we'll show UNC and Duke together on an issue and that'll have some power. But it really didn't. It was a bad statement. The sentiment doesn't read the room. And I was reading it and it was just basically to me, it was Kevin White saying, this is new and it's going to be awkward. And like Pat said, it's going to be messy or maybe Dan said that. But like this is not going to be easy. It's not going to be linear. And all I kept thinking when I was reading it was the old Pat Fitzgerald line, embrace the suck. <laughs> like, hey, look, you guys are going to benefit from this. You've got the network. You've got the alumni. You've got the brands to exploit this. Like, don't take your hesitation about what's going to happen to football and basketball recruiting and basically bring in non-revenue sports as your excuse for it, all right? Like, you're petrified of what the recruiting environment's going to be like. A lot of ADs are. It's going to be different. But embrace the suck and don't take the collateral, you know, potential collateral damage of non-revenue sports. Like, if you're really worried about that, tell Coach K to stop playing private everywhere. Get him to Raleigh-Durham to go to, uh, you know, to go to Vegas for recruiting events or LA for recruiting events next year for home visits. Like, 
and you can save, you know, a couple hundred thousand bucks and, and maybe fund some of these other sports better. Like there are plenty of line items you can shift around in that Duke Athletic Department budget if that's really your concern. So it rang hollow from uh, hollow from Kevin, who, again, is a bright guy who I respect. But I, I think he he not only whiffed here, but in a very he's Kevin White is is very calculated and he's very bright. He's the guy who you call for comment and he'll say, you know, Pete, I have some thoughts written down that I'm going to read to you so he can kind of control the, the message. I used to I used to break his uh, break his balls about that. I, I'd be like, Kevin, I'm calling you for comment, which you already have pre-prepared and pre-written to give to me exactly what you want to say and you won't take follow-up questions on. So it, Kevin White, again, uh, a, a guy I like a lot, but he's a, he's, he's a very smart guy and calculating guy, and he just misfired here. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, Carolina... Boy, alums and boosters with companies might impact recruiting. Yeah, like the Jordan brand. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't think I was actually talking to a coach last night who was complaining about how much how much Nike helps Duke. Like Nike's like Duke's like they, when you become so ingrained in something, you don't you can't look at look at the real world. Well, what will our competitors who are Nike schools think of this? Like they all think Nike has pushed for years top players sure. to Duke. Like that's 100%. it. That is, yeah, that is you know in the 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 Olympic roost too. That that certainly you want to get a coach you know go going hundred miles an hour. The the Olympic uh, you know the the Coach K's affiliation with the Olympic team, which is heavily Nike tinged, will will get them going. So no, it was it was a really poor job by by Kevin White of reading the room. And I just think we're headed we're headed this way. And no, you know, no statement's no, going to stop. Not, not that. And also, space out your statement. <laughs> Very concerned about the typesetting on that, the layout. I don't think yeah. anyone read it. I don't think it was hard to read through all the way through. <laughs> all right. Astronomers uh, announced this weekend they've detected a mysterious fast radio burst. Astronomers, they're hearing a fast, a mysterious fast radio burst coming from a dwarf galaxy three billion light years away. I didn't think we should use that word. Is that politically incorrect? Oh, boy. I'm blaming CBS News. Dwarf <laughs> galaxy. I don't... Yeah, three billion light there. years away. The burst, known as an FRB, appears to be transmitting signals that reach Earth in repeating 157-day pattern, the group said. These signals are saying, what the hell are you idiots doing down there? Knock it off. <laughs> a repeating 157-day pattern. This is like the really annoying person that tweets at you all the time. <laughs> but from 3 billion light years away. Pat Forty, are you concerned? Are you encouraged? And what the hell are these people in the dwarf galaxy telling, trying to tell us? I'm encouraged. I think it's great. First of all, yeah, we think they're out there, but now we're going to find out. And I think basically what they're trying to do, they're just, they're, you know, they're trying to find out whether or not we have, we're going to have football season here. <laughs> That's, they want to signal back. They want to know. I guarantee this in this dwarf galaxy, there's some big football fans. And like everybody else here in our galaxy, they want to know. So somebody, you know, needs to be in charge. You know, I, I don't know whether it's the NCAA or Bill Hancock or somebody needs a, needs a radio signal them back and say yes. Two beeps for yes, one beep for no. I don't know. Three beeps <laughs> for wait. Wait and find out. So if aliens were to attend a college football game, would you have to social distance from them, assuming COVID hasn't affected the dwarf galaxy? That's a great question. Now, they would have been quarantined for a while. It took 157 days for a for a. A, a what is this a burst to make yeah, it so they would have been quarantined in their ship for long enough i think you can embrace them i think hopefully we can get them to the notre dame wisconsin game at lambeau i think we want to show these guys <laughs> there you go. yeah show them a good time uh, show them show them the best we got yeah the best we got i i'm a little skeptical of pat's what? viewpoint and here's why uh you know before we went on air we heard about the uh, 40 family grocery list for the weekend and they're stocking up on wings and sausages. So I, I think there's some undercurrent of worry in the 40 house that they are packing for this work galaxy to come at us uh, sooner than we think. So if there's if, if you see Pat at your local Kroger in Kentucky, not only hoarding Mountain Dew, but also meat, I think you may know more than we think. There will be some meat hoarding, no Mountain Dew hoarding. The only good thing that came out of the pandemic is I've kicked the soft drink habit. That's it. 
Wow. When's the last Diet I Coke I don't you even know. Wow. Uh, wow. So yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Will you ever go back, I don't Pat? think so. I did have one. Where were you? I had to drive somewhere. Okay, yeah, I was I was driving to Indiana or to Indiana to do a story on on the swimmers up there, and and I did drink one on the way back, and I didn't like it, you know. So I was like, yeah, I, I write, and I I can't say never. Like, get me in the press box on a nine p.m. kickoff uh, somewhere, and we're there sure. till two a.m. And my yeah. things might go the other way then. Yeah, I I I do laps in those situations too. That's uh, I will I will I will confess. But I do like while I'm drinking it, I'm like, this is gross. Yeah, those we, will be we my don't, We don't days. want we don't want a recurrence, so we're gonna have to no. try to get them a safe space or a sponsor you can call, <laughs> something like that. Thank you, thank you. Craving a diet cook? Don't do it, man. Think of your family. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, Dan? What's the what's the deal behind the radio burst? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I I was just hoping you guys had some. I, I have no jokes on this. I got nothing. <laughs> I did notice, though, when searching for this story, that this story seems to appear often. Oh, really? There's always seems to be a group. This is a group of team from the University of Manchester. So mm. I, I, I don't know. You yeah, know what do you these... say? Well, you know what? Wait for a slow news week. Don't drop it in the middle of, uh, of like dueling <laughs> yeah. crises that have engulfed the the country in the in the you know the, in the globe. Like, wait till that slow, you know, like late July. There's nothing going on. There, there, there's the definitely a, there's, that's, that's that's bad job by their pulse, PR. There, this is there's they're out there. They're out there. We know <laughs> that. And the way things are going here, I'm intrigued at other options. Like I said, the transfer portal. Is is a possibility. I was Team Earth for a long time, but we got to shape up. <laughs> I have a feeling Mike Leach is going to listen to this podcast, and uh, he, he, I bet Mike Leaf has refined Dwarf Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, he sure probably he does. does. Only have, Wetzel, by the way, would get off of Team Earth. He's not loyal to his alma mater. He's not loyal to the human species. He's not loyal to the planet. <laughs> It's just the Bruins. That's all he's got left. His Bruins in, in, in more than five bathrooms in any house. All right. I have an update before we go here on our uh, an ongoing saga, although he's really not ongoing much. Uh, Randall Jacobs, our, our favorite Arizona man who passed away at age 65. Oh, Un yeah. Uh, you knew him as Uncle Bunky or the yeah. Bunkster, uh, <laughs> famous for basically inhaling any substance <laughs> on earth drinking everything oh but it really year. was uh he would tell people to save it clown <laughs> called his nephews things like mud flap <laughs> i love mud flap chris santa maria is a, a guy from brooklyn new york who identified himself as uncle monkey's favorite nephew and the author of the obit and he has added some details some additional stories really? from oh. the great uncle monkey's life Here's a few. Uh, he, he basically said Uncle Monkey probably died of COVID. He was trash talking COVID, though, saying co he had taken so many drugs that if COVID had gotten into him, he would kill COVID. <laughs> they're, they're awaiting a test. They're not sure. But he likes to say what, what killed Uncle Monkey was Uncle Bunky. <laughs> but uh, there were in better times, there were some more stories. Um, let's see. One time he tried to pick me up from elementary school in his crappy... 1970s era Buick LeSabre, aka the sled, <laughs> by revving the engine and hollering expletives out the window. The kids were so from elementary school. Yeah, elementary school. The kids were so yeah. terrified they asked the teacher to make sure I wasn't getting kidnapped. Uh. Then on the last day of fourth grade, before my folks got home from work, he played me a cassette of Alice Cooper's Schools Out on my boombox. Then we shot a potato out of a homemade PVC pipe cannon fueled by Chiron fumes. <laughs> awesome. I mean, this is a great uncle. Uh, you that summer, he pulled out a sawed-off shotgun from the trunk of his sled, told me it was hot. I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> And then proceeded to play Metallica's Ride the Lightning while he emptied a Buckshot's gunpowder on the ground and lit it on fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here's what Uncle Bunky is, man. He is the beginnings of a sitcom. He is the star character in a sitcom. Somebody needs to write this, whether it's Chris Santamaria or perhaps one of us. Wetzel, you've done some screenwriting. Get on it. I could, I could, do, a good, uh, I could do a good Uncle Bunky. That is a good, yeah. you know, we've had Aunt yeah. Becky. It, Maybe yeah. they could meet in the clink. We could have. 
If there's a documentary about Uncle Bunky, there'll be Dan in like some docile lighting being like, Uncle Bunky's impact on the American consciousness was never more prevalent in 2020. How Wetzel got recast as like the serious documentary guy is like one of our pod listeners have to be baffled every week, you know? Is he not drinking Bush Light? Plus, it has to be done in it. The interview has to be done in an abandoned warehouse. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. My natural habitat. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There's one more. Oh, this is a good one. I forgot about this. He took me to my first NASCAR race where we snunk into the DeWalt promo tent and got kicked out because we started shotgunning bush beers and snagging all the swag. He screamed (laughs) before bailing out. He screamed, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. (laughs) (laughs) I should be allowed to steal from the tent. Dang it. Nothing better. I think that if we dig too deep into Uncle Bunky, we won't like what we <laughs> I don't know. As I said, he burned the candle and whatever else was handy at both ends. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was one of those candles from Spain. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> the we three did weeks. cover those. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, mud flap. <laughs> Uncle Bunky going to do what Uncle Bunky do what Uncle do what Bunky say, not what Bunky do. That's how he tried to live it. <laughs> there you go. That's it. All right. Well, hope everyone has a good weekend. I'm going on vacation. Pat and Pete will be back next week. You have to live without that. We'll class up the pod without you. Yeah, it'll be pretty good. Yeah, we'll actually talk about <laughs> football for those for those wondering. Like that will there'll be a lot uh, of sports talked about in Dan's absence. And we'll make I got fun a lot of, of crap too, on Twitter so. because I I went the, when Michigan opened the bars. Bars opened in Michigan, and I went of course the first night, and I had a I took a picture of a Guinness, mm-hmm. and then here it comes here they all come. Oh yeah. Calling me a bushlight fraud. <laughs> your approval rating in Iowa went That's down. Right. Yeah. See, you betrayed your own brand. The bar I go yeah. to 24 seconds does not have bush light on tap. I wanted a tap beer. I wanted a Guinness. Do they serve bush light in the can? Uh, the only on special occasions. They know I'm coming, maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, like when you yeah, bring your own. <laughs> no. So I've been drinking plenty of bush light during this, and I just, you know, I switched it up. I'm not a fraud. Yeah. Felt- we, we, we did our Zoom. to we did, a, we did a little pod Zoom where we had some cocktails, uh, the three of us and Sully a couple weeks ago. Dan was staying on brand. But I think we have to be skeptical yeah. of that. Like, I think we need to look for signs, whether this is just Dan's carefully crafted <laughs> right. image. Yeah. I mean, he belongs to a country club. They can't serve no, flesh light don't. at a country <laughs> club. Don't there. It's the problem. It's yeah. the problem. I'm the trying whole- to win people over. We're tearing the curtain off the whole image. He's really yeah, a bourgeois I, I'm guy. I'm hurt. I'm yeah. hurt by people who who yeah. feel that this is all just an act. Why would what what would the purpose of this <laughs> act be? I don't know. That I don't know either. Yeah, but. he can't drink bush light with his pinky out while he's drinking his rosé at the country club. So there will uh, be the bush light is getting the, is going to make buy stock and imbev this week. <laughs> I got nothing to do but drink bush yeah. light for a week. Yeah, you're going on vacation. Look yeah. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're going you're going to northern Michigan where there's I'm plenty available at a good price. Too. My desk, I need, <laughs> yeah, I just need to point. stay or I need to move to Lake of the Ozarks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my family behind. All right. Anyway, talk to you soon. Please subscribe. Hope you all have a good summer weekend. Stay healthy and safe. Uh, talk to you. Then. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.